Welcome to the Topsail Insider Podcast, where locals, vacationers, and those looking to relocate to the greater Topsail area can hear all about the wonderful businesses and events in our beautiful coastal Carolina towns, including Hampstead, Topsail Beach, Surf City, North Topsail, Holly Ridge, and Sneeds Ferry. Coming up, a fascinating interview with a singer-songwriter who, after finding a great deal of success in the music industry, now calls Topsail home. Her songs can be heard in over 165 TV shows and movies and are still going strong. Stay till the end to hear a beautiful acoustical version of Ready to Rise. everyone. Welcome to the Topsail Insider Podcast. My name is Krista and I am your host. Today I am interviewing Miss Vaughn Penn. She's a singer, songwriter, recording artist, and producer. Hi Vaughn, how are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you, hon? Doing great. And can you introduce me to this handsome gentleman beside you? I guess because people can't really see. We have to describe him. Oh, my gosh. He is very handsome, I would Please. have to say. He's on my right hand everything, my left hand everything, my muse, my promoter, my fiancé, and he's just helps me find my way. What can I say? She says Sorry. that now, but in private, she refers to me as her Danny DeVito, and I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> But it's fun to be here. We love what you're doing. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. I just want to say that I feel kind of honored to sit here with someone who's had such a strong career in the music industry because breaking into the entertainment industry period is very difficult. But you have had a lot of your original music featured in a lot of TV shows and Mm -hmm. movies. Can you tell me about that? First of all, we'd like to support you and your podcast, and we'd like to support all the locals and all the people that, you know, have businesses here in this on this island, Topsail Island, Surf City. And we've been around the world and toured around the world, but here we land, and this is the beautiful place to, to land, if you ask me. You know, Absolutely. I have been really blessed with film and TV through the years. I've had, a, I don't know, quite a number of song placements, licenses, and soundtracks over the Can last Can I name 20. a few of those? Sure. Go right ahead. So we're talking about Grey's Anatomy, Bones, Criminal Minds, The Hills, Laguna Beach, The L Word, mm-hmm. Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. These are huge shows. How does that feel? First of all, I do think God is the one who brings us our opportunities, the one who also writes the songs. So I will have to say it's all God. I got really blessed. I found one music supervisor that liked me a lot, and it was the way it branched out for me through this one music supervisor. And timing, really a timing thing. I got in at the wave with film and TV before everybody really wanted to do it. I think the Lisa Loeb had a song out, I Miss You, Reality Bites. You remember that 20 years ago? I do, yeah. So when I heard that in title song, when I heard her sing, I fell in love with her. And I went to look her up, and she didn't have a record out yet. She didn't have an album. Oh, wow. She first got this in title deal, but then they made an album on her. But I thought, wow, I wonder if I could do something like that. So I had a little dream to to try to break in through film and TV way back in the day Mm -hmm. instead of trying to do it the standard way with a record deal and stuff. Gotcha. So I got lucky. I know that you have also opened up for some 
pretty big musicians. Can you mm-hmm. talk about those a little bit? That was a God thing, too. I was very blessed in a particular arena where they really liked me, and they kept hiring me to open for their big acts. It was uh-huh. at the Cary Amphitheater. This was a while back, about 12 Where's years back. Where's that? It's outside of Raleigh, and it's okay. an outside. It's a beautiful venue, so I got asked to open for Huey Lewis and the News. Mm-hmm. I loved, They were so friendly and awesome on the big stage. And then I opened for Amy Mann, Voices Carry. That yes. was a really big moment for me because I always loved her voice. And Same. Side stage on Darius Rucker and Melissa Etheridge. So I got a lot of good exposure then. And then when I did a tour with China Phillips, we opened for a lot of Christian acts like Brandon Heath. I and, love that. And Matt Marr. We were, Sweet. It was a good time. So speaking of China Phillips, mm-hmm. you were also on Good Morning America, correct? Yes. yes. We had a band called China and Vaughn. We met through her stepfather who wanted a song for his movie he was directing. And he thought we should meet. So I went out to LA and I met China over lunch. And we instantly bonded like girlfriends. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we had an instant connection. And she said, you've got to come stay in my guest house and let's see if we can write. So we started writing together. And before we knew it, we had organically put a record together. And she wanted me to take her in the studio. So I did. And we cut this record. Then we got this record deal with Provident Reunion Records. Went out on tour mm-hmm. and with Blue Tree, a new song. And then Sean and I did Good Morning America. It was like a three-year run. I've been busting my jobs to stay alive. Working hard from eight to five Every day and lately I've been wondering Better hurry up and slow down this pace Step out of this rat race To keep myself from stumbling Okay, Tommy, so let's talk for a minute about how the two of you met. Sure. You want to tell the story? You had a chocolate store. I had a chocolate business. I lived pretty much my whole life in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I grew up in the candy business. And when we sold the business, I had always had this kind of dream of having my own chocolate item. And it was before Shark Tank. It was one of these <laughs> things where... So I, I developed a thing called Chocolate Notes, or Sweet Distinction, which was basically a chocolate greeting card. And uh, it did well for a while. And at one point, we were working on a licensing deal with Kathy Ireland, the former swimsuit model, who is now just, she's right up there with Martha Stewart. And I had this little chocolate shop. Uh, I would use the space as a flex space for the Arts Council. So quite often, we'd have musicians or uh, art exhibits or different kind of functions. And I had a friend that, that came through and said that there's this young lady, Vaughn Penn, who is doing a radio tour, and she's going to be coming through Toledo, would I want to do a fundraiser in my shop with this Von Penn? But (laughs) Von Penn walked into my store with a promoter from the radio station, and I heard her play a little bit, and we very quickly put together this fundraiser over coffee. And from that point forward, I was desperately trying to find a way to get out of my business because I had met my soulmate, and I was going to go where she went. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got together. And uh, it's just been a wild, marvelous ride ever since. That goes back almost nine years. Eight. Okay. That is counting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it all came to be. I'm creative on the visual art side of things. I got involved with helping her promote, uh, you know, designing her CD covers and mm-hmm. album covers and doing her social media. So that's how we teamed up. But we fell in love and we came to visit here. And it was just supposed to be for a visit to Surf City. Uh-huh. And we couldn't leave. We just kept coming back for the last seven years. We've just called it home. It's like I finally found my tribe. I finally, after going all around the world, came back to here. 
Okay, so let's talk about your history, Vaughn. Where were you born and raised? Let's see. I was born in Radford, Virginia, and I went to New York and lived till I was six years old. And then we moved to Madison, North Carolina, tiny town outside of Greensboro, and I was raised there before I grew up and hit the road and went to college and Appalachian, but then started singing and touring and all that at a kind of young age. Okay, so how old were you when you started singing? Oh, probably 12. As far as my first gig, it was... With the Sugar Shackers. The Sugar Shackers. That's Tell me I about that. I remember the name of the band. It was my uncle Randy's band. He was my first influence on guitar. And so you come from a musical, musical family. family. My mother's a great jazz singer. And okay. my father's a great sax player. They met when they were teenagers. Oh, really? And she's got a classic, beautiful time period voice. Just sounds exactly like the 50s. Oh, I'd love to 40s. hear that. There are, I have recordings I can send you. Yeah, I would love to hear that. They're amazing. And then all my sisters sing. So we grew up doing that. It was all part your of the sisters. Team. How many do you have? Three. Three sisters. Mm-hmm. And all four of you sing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's a musical family. Right? All right. You had to do it. For me, it wasn't any other choice but music. I didn't really have any other. It was just like music. As soon as mm-hmm. I got my guitar and I could write. Do you all play musical instruments? I I play a little piano, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of bass, but mostly Mm -hmm. guitar and, uh, yes, a little saxophone. When you ask, does she play musical instruments, for instance, there's a couple songs that she wanted in the background, accordion. We don't know any accordion players. She found a Craigslist accordion, bought it, and within 20 minutes had learned the parts for the song. Oh, my gosh. It's the same. It's hilarious. So. One of the real joys for me, because I love music, but I don't know how to create it, is she's always said the songs come from God. She is the channel. I've witnessed this countless times, and my responsibility is to get out of the way. But when she sits down at the piano, she doesn't know what notes she's playing. It's really like a channeling type thing. It's a gift. So, yes. So it doesn't matter if it's a saxophone, a clarinet, a piano, or an accordion. She doesn't know what she's doing. I don't. But somehow... It happens. If, it, and if so it's, it's, to, it's a channel thing. Just it's crazy to get watch. in the right space. It comes through. I think all creativity is like that for the most part. The better stuff from me is that way. If I make it happen, it's not going to have that same goosebump thing, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. So I just but if you can pick it. up an accordion and play it within 20 minutes, I mean, well, I mean God I has you given have... you a wonderful gift, and <laughs> it it's beautiful that heavy. you're using it. Yeah, It was very heavy, is that what you it's... said? <laughs> One of her songs that, I don't know if you're playing it today, but she wrote and recorded down here called Carolina Island Girl. She wanted steel drums. We don't know any steel drum players. Was it birthday or Christmas? I bought like the cheapest steel drum. She goes down in the studio back in Dallas, North Carolina, within 15 minutes is playing the part for her own song on a steel drum. She's never even hit one. She says that, but I've... When she's not around, gone down and tried to do this, it's not easy. Just a little bit of different instruments to write on. I like to play harp, but I would never call myself a really great harmonica. But I do like to play it, and I like to write on it. It's just every instrument has a soul, and you just got to line up your soul with it and let That's it do its so thing. That's so cool. So, really cool. Something like that. You write your own music. You write mm-hmm. your own songs. So tell me about the process of writing the lyrics mm-hmm. and where that inspiration mm-hmm. comes from. Okay. A lot of times my words will come from conversations. We'll go out to hang out with our friends and hear people talking. And uh, you don't mind if I take that one line and put it in this first verse. It might be a standard line, but it inspires me enough. So everything is like one word at a time, one line at a time, Mm -hmm. one note at a time until the rush comes. So like it'll come for me in like little driblets or something might pop in my head, a couple of a title maybe, and I'll write it down. A melody will come to me in just a single little 
driblet and I'll put it on my voice memo. My voice memo is filled with just things that other people wouldn't understand. And then one day you look at like the 20 pieces that you just put down and all of a sudden the puzzle makes sense and then it comes together and then it's a song. Mm -hmm. So it's like little pieces usually and then it comes. That's great. Something like that. Yeah. So it's not a lot of intellect for me behind it. It's more like a lot of feeling. And then the intellect comes through the feeling instead of the other way around. Okay. So you were back in Madison, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. What led you out to Los Angeles? I was working with David Z from Paisley Park, who worked with Prince a lot. Mm -hmm. And I went up there and did some recording. It's a famous studio that Prince has. It's Prince's Studios. And the manager of those people also was working with me. And I got some interest at Modern Records, which was Stevie Nicks' solo label Mm -hmm. distributed through Atlantic. And so the guy that ran that label got behind my career uh, for a bit and flew me and moved me out to L.A., And so we started recording and and with that label at first. So that's what got me going. Now, how did you like Los Angeles? I liked it when I had something already planned to do, like that Mm -hmm. small record deal that kind of got me out there, paid for it because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. But while we were waiting to finish the record, my neighbor was working on some acting things, like some sets. And I thought that sounded cool. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So he took me over to Central Casting, did some union thing and started doing background stuff on sets while I was waiting to do the record. But later it helped me because I had connections for my film and television later that I got. And I worked on ER for about a year and George Clooney was really good to me. Oh, well, wait, wait, Michael. No, we're not going to blow past that. Okay. (laughs) I want to hear you worked... You worked with George Clooney for a year? A year and a half, maybe, on that show, ER. He was just so sweet. It was before he became really big. It was one of his first breaks Mm -hmm. as an actor. And so we bonded on the set because we're working together all the time. He was very sweet to the extras and the background artists. What were you doing? Were you acting in the series? Pushing the gurney, like in scrubs and stuff, like a surgical assistant Uh or whatever I needed to do for the scene. So I was like a background artist person but that's how I got to know the director of that the actually the first AD sent my music to a music supervisor and five different people sent it to the same supervisor but I didn't know that and so it was a god thing after he heard from five different people then he listened and we bonded and we started working together for 20 years I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit. And so I saw what happens and goes on in the industry because it can be very tough. It's a little crazy out there Mm -hmm. and it's a dog eat dog world. And so being here in, in North Carolina, it's just such a big difference. And it feels more gentle. It is more gentle. (laughs) I didn't stay long. I was there like three years and I did a lot of background work and worked on a lot of TV sets and stuff. And then the record label lost their distribution deal with Atlantic. So they didn't finish the six artists they had signed. So I didn't finish, put a record out through that. But I met a lot of people. And I think I got in and got out just in time for me to 20 years later, get back to to in touch with people to get film and TV going. So yeah, actually it wasn't that long. It's been 20 years now. So it was five years after I left town, but it helped by living there a little bit. So just enough. So you didn't have to get out there and get chewed up. No, I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to say in the chewing. You got in, you made your connections yes, and you got out. That's exactly what I, and there's like the hospital, go in, get something done and leave. Don't stay too long. So when you're here, you're still working with the same people. Yes, I am. Just actually. in a, a, a sweeter environment. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. The same exact connections as I made. That's amazing. Then. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Before we move on, I wanted to find out. So a lot of people do dream about going to a big city and trying their hand in the music industry or the entertainment industry. What advice do you have 
Because we have a pretty strong film industry here in yeah. Wilmington, and I know a lot of people, and they're trying to break into that. What advice oh, yeah. do you have for Ooh. anyone who's looking to go in that direction? Well, these days people are lucky because we have all this digital help when you can shoot a movie on your, I guess, your iPad or your phone. So it's sure. a different world. I But I've always believed in create yourself, own your own thing. So I was advised a long time ago to own my own master's in publishing. So I did that one deal. But once I got out of that, the rest of the time, I own my own work. And so mm-hmm. if you can own or co-own your work and then try to not give it away to people that might say they could do something for you, but don't have a current track record. Mm-hmm. So I've just tried to create it yourself. Fund it yourself and own it yourself. Okay. Just like it probably for, unless you can find the perfect co-venture, of course, you're open to the big person, but you want to trust them. So you want to work with people that have good hearts. You got to do your due diligence Mm -hmm. and trust and then check people out. Do they have current track records? There are a lot of companies that still try to get control of, of people's stuff. So I would be leery of that. Try to get your own direct connections. Ken Cragen, who used to manage Trisha Yearwood, has a book out called Life is a Contact Sport. Okay. And to me, that is one of the most important things about any business is your personal relationship connections. Okay. And even if you just nurture one really the right way, it'll grow a garden. So I think not being a number and not just going through the system, you hardly ever find the right job just doing it that way. It's Mm -hmm. usually always networked. So I think networking is hugely genuine networking, not usarious networking. Good advice. Nurturing. I like that. Thank you. Talk about Von Penn and the Chilcats. Oh, yes, I love that band. That's my roots, and my parents, of course, giving us the jazz influence from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've always, my soul also resonates singing jazz music like my mom. I heard you online as I was like looking you up, and it was really beautiful music. Thank you. Really so, beautiful. When I get the opportunity to do that, it reminds me of the way I was raised. It takes me back to my roots. It's full circle, and it's my grown-up side. Not my flip-flop and tank top, but my high heels and party dress. You know? Yes. Because it's important to have both sides in life. Absolutely. Your yang of music. What were you going to say? I just love everything about what she does because in a way she's a chameleon because she is so talented with any genre that she picks up. If it's an original jazz song that's been in a couple movies to writing a country drinking song when she does it, the finished product is unbelievable. So just sitting here listening to her recount how she came to be, I know her as well as anyone knows her and it's still... Are you falling Remarkable. in love with her all over again? I fall in love with her every day. Oh. And you know what? You, one, one thing that's funny because she gets embarrassed by this stuff, but I know I've known her for almost nine years. We spend an awful lot of time together. I'm very familiar with what she does and where she came from. And almost every day I discover another nugget. Oh, really? You were in episode three, season two of Seinfeld? Huh. So then I go online and I find it. And there is the clip. It was Frasier too. Oh, yeah. Because Miles hit on you as he was coming into the restaurant. It's a little tiny itsy bitsy part. Right. Itsy bitsy. So so part of the fun stuff with this, because she's like the Forrest Gump of indie artists, because (laughs) it's almost unbelievable all these things that she's done. And like to find her in the movie Nutty Professor for five minutes laughing at 
the jokes and the comedy. It's just really? it's fun. Really? So That's- she's embarrassed about this stuff, but it's fun to really? see everything that she's done. It's unbelievable. I've just tried to stay true to following my heart and following where my muse takes me. So it might not be a linear list where mostly where people have use their head to figure it out. I literally, it's almost like a compass. My heart might say to do this for three years or this for four years. It's like being, I don't know, like a, an art heart compass. So I would go goofy places. People would, it wouldn't make any sense, but then I'd get blessed or my music would be used or all of a sudden a bunch of new songs would come out that would help someone. So mm-hmm. I live my life. He calls me Lucille Ball or Forrest Gump, but you're probably right. He's <laughs> you probably correct. <laughs> you are right about that. Hey, if you thought it couldn't get any better than Saltwater Suites, well, I have some exciting news. I am thrilled to announce the grand opening of the new Saltwater Resort this May in the heart of Surf City, North Carolina. Saltwater Resort will absolutely redefine hospitality, creating a truly elevated vacation experience. All 24 suites offer opulent bedding, full-size washers and dryers, and well-appointed kitchens equipped with dining tables and dishwashers. And now you can relax and enjoy their beautiful saltwater pool. Are you ready to elevate your next topsail adventure? Reserve your stay at saltwatertopsail.com or call 910-886-4818. Saltwater Resort, where luxury meets the waves and every moment is a celebration. Hey, insiders. If you haven't tried Surf City Line, what are you waiting for? Chef Jay has created amazing made-from-scratch beach and bowls, delicious peel-and-eat shrimp by the pound, wings, salads, and more. And they have a wonderful multi-level deck for listening to live music, soaking up the sun, and enjoying food, drinks, and some of the best service on Topsail Island. Follow Surf City Line on Facebook and Instagram, where you'll find their lineup for all of their live entertainment. Feel like walking off that delicious food before heading home? Well, take their walkway right to the ocean for a quick stroll on the beach. They have plenty of parking right next to the restaurant and a large lot across the street. They're located at 2112 North New River Drive, where Surf City meets North Topsail. I'll see you at Surf City Line. Let's talk about the Von Penn Trio. Tell me about that. That's usually whoever I put together with me as a trio. Now, we got really blessed the last time when we had a guy named James Brock, which is the son of Jim Brock, a very well-known and amazing drummer out of Charlotte. And I was accompanied by my studio partner, music partner, David. But I don't really know if we play as a trio that much, do we? Depends on what configuration. Right here at the beach... There, there's a young lady that lives on the island named Holly Fusilli. And for a time, she was David Allen Coe's touring drummer. Yeah. And she's just this kind of cool she's chick. Yeah. And occasionally, they'll do a trio thing down here. where I guess you call it Surf City Queens, where yeah. it's Kim Chase on saxophone. It's Holly Fusilli on cajon. Yeah. And it's Vaughn doing the guitar harmonica vocals. So we do that. And it's unique sure. on the island because it's three chicks and they're doing this fun music. So oh, I like that's that. one of the versions of the trio. That's right. That is a trio that we do sometimes. 
It's refined in a very unrefined way. It's very Surf City. I you like know? the way you just yeah. <laughs> And what about Meeper's Music Records? Yeah, that's my that was my favorite kitty cat before I had two other favorite oh. kitty cats. Her name was Gracie Meepers. And she influenced my label. And we had to put I guess I had something in Kicking and Screaming, Will Farrell's movie and at the end you had to give you had to use your record label so I originally named it Meepers Music because we had the Will Ferrell movie and so there were some soundtracks too but Meepers has probably done about 10 soundtracks by now and we most recently what was the most recent soundtrack American Girl yeah American American Girl Girl was huge did you ever hear American Girl Doll yes okay my song was Isabel Dances into the Spotlight that was about eight years ago it was the main song for the promo it kicked off the movie and it was the kickoff song of the soundtrack with the rest of the Disney artists so that's a big one I forget to talk about so here I am a grown person at this time and I'm not going to tell my age but way grown and they're picking my music for nine year old girls to kick off the soundtrack I'm like thank you Jesus only you (laughs) would know how to use my young Young spirit in that way. I love and it was that. It's just like crazy stuff like that. And that's the Forrest Gump party talking about. Yes. Oh, I mean, now that he's mentioned that to me, like I'm hearing it all over it's the place. Just so yeah, that time that I worked no. on this movie and that movie, I was like, that that stuff is a really big deal. <laughs> it, well, it just, it's not random, but it seems random, but it's So not this random. sort of stuff is just <laughs> kooky because then like in 2016, there was an Oscar winning film called The Big Short. And it was about the financial collapse and it had Brad Pitt. It was a blockbuster deal. They selected one of her songs to put right in between Led Zeppelin and Metallica. Unbelievable. So right in between, there's this sweet little bond. But here's the thing. It's it's not real prominent in the movie, but forever she's paid royalties in perpetuity. And it's because she owns her publishing this music supervisor can deal directly with Vaughn, the artist. Gotcha. It's not split. We've got friends. We've got friends that have credits for number one country chart topping Kane Brown songs on country radio. And yet they're one of nine writers. And when it's all said and done, that's a very difficult thing to license because everybody yeah. has to sign off on it. And by the time the money trickles down, it's pretty diluted. It's so, right. so they don't like to have to do that in the business. That's very she smart. She was very smart with how she did this because she controls her own destiny. It's very wonderful. And she also has no one else to blame but herself if it's not going great because she owns it <laughs> that's all. That's right. Exactly. That's Good point. Right. That's right. And you also do a lot of voiceover work. Is that right? I used to. Oh, you used to? I used to do it whenever I could because it's just another way to make some money and yeah. use your voice. Yeah. Did you, do you record that here and ship it off or did, were you doing that in Los Angeles? Or? I was doing it in North Carolina at the studio where I'm part of the production team, Traffic mm-hmm. Sound. And I got my fancy mic there, but you don't need a fancy mic. These days, voiceovers, everybody uses their voice. This is a whole different thing. But back then, at 10 years ago, it was still an announcer voice was popular. Mm-hmm. But now they're using any, anybody's voice, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, it was just a good way to, to support other local businesses and be a part of it, either writing the jingle or the voiceover work. Just another way to make an income. You also wrote the jingles as well? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Did you enjoy that work? Was that fun? I love any time I can have a microphone for the most part. (laughs) Most of the time. And my parents did that to me at two. So it doesn't feel like work if I'm on stage or if I'm writing something and recording and singing. It's just the only way I've ever really known how to be. It's the only thing I've ever known how to do. And (laughs) just being a well-rounded artist, you also paint as well, right? I did for a little phase during COVID because mm-hmm. it was like nothing going on. And all of a sudden, I, maybe a lot of people felt this. You had more time to develop another 
maybe artist side of you. I mean, I was writing and all that, but I wasn't ever painting. Mm-hmm. I don't. I never took an art lesson, but I started doing some abstract. And I enjoyed it. Tommy helped me name them and frame them. Here's the funny thing <laughs> and about sell that. Them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I didn't want to sell them anymore, and I was like, no, give them. There back. she goes, Forrest Gumping again. I, I did. It was weird. <laughs> We we are locked down for COVID. She decides she's going to start painting. She was doing like six a day. It was crazy. This one's a cat. This one's a blob. This one's a, I don't know. Didn't stop for some reason. But then someone wanted me to do it something for their dentist office. Somebody saw her saw something that like, she put on Facebook, and now it's the centerpiece of a dental office somewhere like really in North Carolina. Money. I'm like, okay, sure. Oh my gosh! Here you go. That's great. Anyway, that's great. So, it was fun. I haven't done it in a year. But. So let's talk about any upcoming events. What do you have anything lined up? Yes, we play at the world famous Trailer Bar on June third in the afternoon, three to six. Mm-hmm. Then the following week, we play at Lorelei's. I believe it's on the Thursday from six to nine, and then that Sunday back at uh, Backyard Tavern on June eleventh, two to five. Free hamburgers, great venue with a new owners and new patio. But all the schedules on my Facebook. Back, backyard Tavern, that's in Sneeds Ferry. Yes, it's great. Where's Lorelei's? Lorelei's is also in Sneeds Ferry. Sneeds, it's a okay. very fun sports bar. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, those are the upcoming local shows okay yeah are you recording any new music or albums i have some things in the can that i just did that i don't want to release yet okay and because i wrote them a while back and they're not really how i feel about life right now so i I put them in the can i haven't released them okay so i usually have something new coming out about once a year every two years but i'm in a incubation phase right now so i don't have anything brand new coming out i have some things started but they're not for all the way fully formed yet. I'm going to pick your artist brain here just for a minute. Yes. So you wrote something, you put it in the can. It's mm-hmm. not how you feel today. Does that mean it's going to just stay in the can or you think you'll go back and revisit it one day? I knew that I had to record it because I had written it seven years ago, mm-hmm. but I didn't like the chords. And so I brought someone else in to give me some new chord vibes. And I still really like it. It's just my frame of mind changes every few years. And I'm a much more positive person now. And I was a little more tortured soul when I would Mm -hmm. write back then. But I wanted to record it. So it's still good, but it's just not really where I'm at today. So I don't know when I'm going to release it. I don't know if I will. How interesting. Yeah, that's but I had really to do cool. it. I had to record it. A lot of the kind of wonderful things that have been said about what she does throughout the industry, emotive, she's got that kind of warm contralto voice. A lot of what she does is very emotional. You feel it. It makes your hair stand up and mm-hmm. some of it's sad. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. But since having come to the beach... It's tank tops and flip flops. Yeah, so you started making me laugh. It's like she went from a minor key to a major key kind of thing. It's I never laughed before you. I just cried all the time. (laughs) It's true. That's a slight exaggeration. No, it's not. No, it's not. I won't tell him about the self portrait you helped me with. How do you mute this? That was the nude portrait he helped me with. No, no, it's true. I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) This is absolutely not true. This is not true. It is so true. Okay. I was wondering if you might play a little bit for me. This is her newest guitar, and it's a 61. It's a 61. Go all the way back to 1948. She only plays... All the other musicians, of course, they're not into the vintage stuff because they're very expensive and tough to keep alive, Mm -hmm. especially in the salt air. But it's all she will play is this (coughs) crazy old stuff. 
So Living on Island Time, of course, is all about living here. This song right here is the song that ended up being my bread and butter song. Oh, really? Grey's Anatomy. And it started out in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But it's the one that got used for all the promo songs for the Showtime shows. But mostly I wrote it for a friend who was feeling down. And um, it was really just intended to make her feel better. And it was one of those songs that I felt coming on. And I really just wrote it in like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And I think the reason why, and it, it most recently also is going to be on a TV show in two weeks called Cruel Summer. So it's recently being picked for stuff. And I know what I think is the message. Because it's a song about not letting your circumstances define you and hold you back. Mm -hmm. And it's a song about getting up and showing up and then letting God meet you where you are. It's about seeing the glass half full and not half empty. And it's turned into a rock anthem, so I guess that's why God keeps using it, because I wrote the song 20 years ago. Oh. I'll just play a little piece of it, but let's see, it goes like this. Rise up off the ground where you lay. You've been laying there so long that you just about have forgotten how to live your life. Well, you can't find where you belong, no can't find where you fit in don't you think it's time you gave your life a chance again you're ready ready to rise you're ready ready to rise you're ready ready to rise you're ready to rise ready to rise ready to go you've been watching your life like a movie show you're ready to rock Ready to roll, break it down and take it real slow. So that's like the first half of it. Beautiful. It's called Ready to Rise. And that one you said is was just chosen to be on Cruel, Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer. Is that free form? Is that the network free form, Tommy? I believe it's I believe it's NBC <laughs> Disney. Freeform. And it's kicked off a lot of shows on Laguna Beach, on MTV, ABC's Wildfire. It's been on a couple of movies in Europe. It's been on the Showtime promo for Nurse Jackie and L Word and Weeds in California. Wow. And then it's been the Grey's Anatomy song and some other things. And I don't know why, but it keeps getting picked. So it has to be the message. I, I feel is. so honored that you can sit here with me today and play. That for the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. That's I the way really it was written. It. And then when you play the full produced version, you can hear the difference because it's a gigantic difference. Mm -hmm. But I like to hear songs unplugged. And when I play around town, I just play unplugged mm -hmm. the way they were written organically. God, Stripped I'm so down. lucky right now. Like, <laughs> honestly, I could cry. lucky ones. Okay. Gosh, really, thank you you're from right. the bottom of my heart. Oh, yeah. So any final thoughts from either one of you? What do you want the listeners to know about Vaughn Penn? Oh, just the, how much I love them and how much I love the people that come out to the shows, that connect with us, that we try to make the shows, and Tommy's such a big part of it, a place that you can come and count on a hug. You can count on some love and a good, you got to come out. So I will. we like to add people to our tribe and we think of that. So I think support local, everyone. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Support each other's business, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But thank you for supporting my music and our, our thing. My pleasure. 100% yeah. my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I want to tell everyone how to contact Von Penn. You can find and follow Von Penn on Facebook and Instagram. Her website gets a lot of traffic, and that's vonpen.com. Let's spell Von. Some people may not know how to spell that. V-A-U-G-H-A-N-N-P-E-N-N.com. And what is the email address? Von Penn at 
yahoo.com. Vonpen at yahoo.com. So thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Vaughn. I appreciate it so much. Well, and thank you, thank listeners. You, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And I will tell you, this is the best podcast studio I've ever been in. Ever. There's I a know, puppy right? in a four-poster bed. Yeah. It's perfect. It's adorable. You're so professional here. It is. Yeah, Good. yeah. We support you. Thank and you very much. congratulations on your podcast. I thank just you. want to say, I had to pull him into the bedroom. Like, <laughs> he did. He did. That's, like, wait, that not, sounded really bad. What I meant to say was there was problems in another room I was having, so we set up a very makeshift studio today in my bedroom. It's but perfect, it's and perfect you're doing puppy. a great job. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks again, Vaughn and Tommy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Topsail Insider. If you liked today's episode, please hit the follow or subscribe button so that you can get the Topsail Insider podcast delivered automatically to whichever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you're a business owner and you wish to set up a pre-interview or you want to advertise, please email me at topsailinsider at gmail.com. Please also find and like the Topsail Insider Facebook page. I provide links to the new podcast there each week, as well as providing photos of the businesses that I'm highlighting, along with any of their upcoming events. So, hey, let's do this again next week. I'll see you around Topsail. Hey guys, it's Leah with Topsail Talk. I explore local businesses, services, people, and activities in Topsail and its surrounding areas, and I post videos about them. You can find and follow Topsail Talk on Facebook and Instagram. You'll never know where we're going to go, but if you try one of my stops, be sure to tell them Topsail Talk sent you.